What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Daniel's Den. I'm your host, Daniel Pasley. So today we're going to discuss, you know, the star-studded class of 2020, the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Obviously, just to name a few names, featuring Tamika Catchings, WNBA legend, uh, Eddie Sutton, a college basketball legend, and then Rudy Tomjanovich, uh, a coaching legend in the NBA, helped uh, the Rockets achieve two championships back-to-back uh, from the 93-94 season and the 94-95 season. But obviously, we're just going to discuss the star-studded talent, obviously being led by names such as, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba himself, uh, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan. So today, obviously, a lot of people are saying that, hey, man, this is the greatest uh, class ever. And I definitely agree, at least with the the talent, the accolades, so on and so forth, just the impact on the game. I'm going to discuss how much of an impact, you know, this this uh, star-studded three really had on uh, the game of basketball itself. So let's dive in. Uh, it's a fantastic class start to finish. But when you look at the headliners of Kobe, uh, Duncan, and Garnett, I think you would be hard-pressed to find a, a better, more accomplished trio, especially when you combine – Offense and defense, they played at both ends of the floor. And those three players combined for 39 all-NBA defensive team uh, appearances. Just to talk about what Jay Billis said, I definitely say that this is definitely, in my eyes, the greatest class. In terms of the the game itself, they had such an impact on the game of basketball, especially Kobe. This this is somebody that a lot of people felt like he felt. He filled the void in terms of the gap with MJ leaving during that 98 year where a lot of things are rocky. A lot of people were looking at who's the next guy to take the torch. It was it going to be Grant Hill. Unfortunately, no, because circumstances uh, involved injuries and possibly, you know, almost cost him his life in terms of the surgery. Um, Those of you don't know, you should look that up in terms of how great Grant Hill a was and and B how uh, influential, you know, Hit the mismanager of that situation with Detroit, you know, that's a different story for another time. But, you know, Kobe was that guy, I think, that was the first guy to really accept the ch- the, ta- uh, the challenge. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Getting tongue tied. Accept the challenge. And uh, the way his personality was, he really wanted to be not only like Mike, he wanted to be better. Whether that was getting seven championships, you know, passing him on scoring, passing him and whatever he could do. I think he looked at MJ as the measuring stick of how great he wanted to be. I know a lot of people tend to kind of look at that as like, man, this guy's crazy. He's a high schooler. He didn't really play his first few years. And he even said himself, he's like, man, people are looking at me as Shaq's second guy rather than me being an alpha, which pissed him off. It obviously resulted in maybe them having uh, more, you know, turmoil than they should have had in the way Kobe felt that Shaq approached the game as he had mentioned. During his time here, you know, the late great Kobe Bryant was a guy that people argue is like the greatest worker ever. If you've read his Mamba Mentality book, he said he would train pretty much like up to eight hours a day, kind of break things up. And really, he would sleep in between, like almost like taking cat naps. And he was he was insane in that way, but that's what made him great. I'm not saying that's what everybody has to do. It's not what everybody does. But guys like him and MJ were wired differently in terms of the way they approach things. So. That's uh, something that we tend to overlook in terms of, you know, not everybody's built like that. Not everybody's going to be putting in hours like that. Not everybody's going to have different results with that. But 
I think Kobe was the first guy to accept the challenge, as I've said. But um, guys like him and T-Mac, especially they fill that void at the two, the two position. Two guys that, you know, a lot of people tend to overlook T-Mac. I even had to look back at some old stuff. He probably had the most deadly pull-up in the game before KD came around. And obviously uh, Dirk during his run where he – those are probably two guys that have the most, you know, difficult shots to defend in terms of their pull-up, in terms of their release. But those T-Mac and Kobe, those are two guys that, to me, I think had an influence on the game, especially during the early 2000s and – the defensive side of things, both guys committed to both ends of the floor. They really felt that, hey, man, I, I can be the man. T-Mac felt that in Toronto, even though he was with his cousin. And obviously Kobe uh, pretty much felt like, hey, man, I'm, the, I'm that guy. He was a guy that a lot of people maybe had in their top 10, but they didn't really believe that he was that dude. And eventually he was able to accomplish that. Uh, he passed MJ in scoring. Wasn't able to uh, equal or surpass the rings, but a lot of people maybe have him in the conversation just because. He has a five and two record. He's had a five and two record in the final, but obviously that's a different conversation in terms of uh, how we feel in terms of uh, where guys position on your tone pole, which is, a, you know, that's based on person to person, but let's not overlook just the impact that Kobe had based on just filling the gap, man. I think that's something that just looking back on it, I think a lot of people were trying to grab that, Who's that next MJ? Who's going to be that guy that really kind of embodies something that he did? And Kobe was that dude. You know, he he did his best. He tried to make the remix, you know, as the as Jalen Rosa said, you know, try to come back with a retooled, redefined uh, version of what MJ did. And he did his best and he did a good job in doing that. It's real unfortunate to see that um, he won't be here because something that a lot of people really acknowledge was his ability to storytell which is something that's had an impact on a game, especially because, yes, he has written books. He has done uh, short plays in terms of Deer Basketball, won Oscars. He said, man, this next stage in my career was something that I definitely say is, you know, it's definitely an impact in terms of people looking at their post-playing career. And that's something that a lot of people thought Kobe would struggle with. But, hey, he did his best in terms of, holding people accountable and saying, Hey man, if I can do it, I'm the most driven person possibly ever. The more driven than MJ, which isn't crazy, which is crazy to say, if you look at it, you know, but Kobe knew he wasn't as gifted as MJ in terms of natural talent. He knew he had to work for everything he did. Not let, not, not saying that MJ didn't work hard. That's not what I'm saying, but just looking at Kobe, he was definitely driven in that sense, but moving on to the other two names, you know, KG and Tim Duncan, those are two guys. I definitely say that, have an impact on the game. I think KG was the first guy to show superstars that, you know, you can't really put your faith in management. You got to take control of your own destiny. And I think guys like um, LeBron, KD, definitely took that example as a reason to say, hey, you know what? You guys are making things be labeled as championship driven in terms of my legacy. So I'm going to take control of that. I'm going to go where I feel comfortable, where I think I'm going to thrive the best and also where I'm going to achieve the most success to put myself into a stratosphere where I'm in the conversation with guys like Kobe, LeBron, MJ. You know, I mentioned LeBron even on the time, but, but I'm just saying, like, you know, in terms of the GOATs, you know, Kareem, Magic, Bird, so on and so, so forth. So, you know, those are guys that really, really took that KG experience in terms of him getting pretty much screwed over by the situation there and saying, hey, you know, KG's a guy that went through it. He probably would have been in a lot of 
uh, people's goat conversation, depending on if he's put in the right situations. But hey, man, you know, you you live life and you make decisions thinking the best for yourself. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. That's the way life is, man. So I definitely see that KG had that impact. And of course, the evolution of the game, which I'm going to talk about, uh, you see a lot of his influence on the game in terms of the way he played. A lot of big men kind of embody a lot of the things he did. They maybe not they don't, they maybe don't do it or have done it at a rate that he did. But hey, man, can cannot say that the small ball five is is some somebody that um, pretty much doesn't embody similar traits to what KG did during his prime. And then if you look at Tim Duncan himself, somebody that I think gets overlooked, and I'm going to discuss in terms of how we tend to overlook big men in terms of the conversation of goats. We obviously uh, talk about the guards. We try to compare guys to MJ, but I think the influence of the big men, obviously not having the ball, not bringing the ball up and certain offenses being built a certain way, obviously the game moving more perimeter oriented, definitely puts less emphasis on the big men, which tends to have us overlook them. But let's dive into, you know, also what made KG and Tim Duncan so special and why I personally think that, hey, man, we should definitely involve these guys in terms of our conversations, in terms of who's really the best of each era and maybe even all time. So moving on to my next point, in terms of the impact of, you know, the big men in terms of the game of basketball, which is something that tends to go overlooked, get overlooked, excuse me, especially because if you ever look at the GOAT conversation, we, we tend to compare a lot of the wings, a lot of like obviously LeBron, MJ, Durant's even gotten some uh, some recognition in terms of that, in terms of his recent runs. Um, let's, let's go Kobe Bryant. So those four just alone and I'm probably missing a lot of guys but we don't really acknowledge the big men we obviously talk about guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar having a career that was really fruitful had a lot of longevity played oh, oh, what what about 20 years in terms of uh, his impact and obviously led the league in total scoring something that people have seen as untouched maybe LeBron can get there maybe KB can straighten together his second half of his career where he can obviously with the Achilles injury being um, something that kind of negates a lot of people who rely on explosion and athleticism. Katie's a guy who's very skilled. Obviously, he's a seven-foot monster because we haven't seen a guy like that before. But I definitely say that um, it's definitely something that we tend to overlook. We try to look at uh, guards We don't and, and wings. We don't really look at big men. We don't look at guys like Shaq, um, guys like Kareem, as I've said. Wilt Chamberlain, we tend to say, hey, man, it doesn't count. That's the dinosaur era. Um, I can go on and on. Shaq, um, that, that's it. And, and a guy like Kevin Garnett and uh, Tim Duncan, I'm not saying Kevin Garnett is in the conversation, but a guy like that, in terms of influence on the game, I think we definitely overlook um, the impact that he had. His switchability, he's able to trans transform the game in terms of um, – not only just the high school influence, um, guys like Moses Malone were coming out early into the draft from high school, which was something that a lot of people hadn't seen until obviously Kobe was the first guard. And then you saw guys like T-Mac and so on. Guys are coming uh, in, out into the league and they're having some mark or they weren't really having anything, which which was kind of ignorant in terms of um, maybe the way coaches saw things. Maybe people thought they had to earn things. But if you look at the way KG... He helped transform the game in terms of how he could defend. He could be an anchor on defense, but he could also switch out on guards. 
he could be a guy like you kind of see this with AD, his ability to contest threes without fouling, uh, the ability to play on the perimeter as well, be a playmaker. So KG was the first guy in the modern era that we really saw in terms of being a guy that really had an impact on the game more than just posting up. He had, if you look at his stat lines, he had a lot of games where he had 30 points, like 15 rebounds. He'd have six assists, three blocks, and guys would look at him and was like, man, it's a big ticket. That guy, every night, he's going to bring it 100% every night. Almost like a Westbrook type, and he did it with a lot. Did it with a lot of with a lot of teams. A lot of teams that having guys like Wally Zerbiak as his number two, um, kind of in, in comparison to guys like T Mac, AI, and obviously at times LeBron in terms of them really taking teams to a level that they really shouldn't have been at. Especially if you look at those Minnesota teams, even the team that was successful, that was a Cassell that was very injured, uh, was battling through injury, and then Latrell Sprewell was in a in a situation where he really felt that he was trying to find a contract, but, you know, he, there's a famous quote about saying how he can't feed his kids with the money. And obviously he had more issues, but I think that's a lot, a lot of that's the mismanagement in terms of um, the game itself, in terms of the way management looked at it. Maybe Mikhail could have made some more moves to get in some stars. I know Minnesota is not really an attractive place to a lot of people, but KG was a generational talent. He definitely had an impact on the game. We saw guys like we've seen guys like Chris Bosch come in as well. Guys who early in their career weren't really weren't really known for defense, but as we've seen the game, a lot of fours are moving to the five now, especially with the three-point shooting. They have to shoot threes, which is something I would have been intrigued to see in terms of KG in today's game, his ability to stretch the floor because he did have a mid-range shot, could fade in the post. You know, like I said, very multifaceted. He was he was somebody that's influential on myself, especially as somebody who grew up playing try to implement a lot of things into my game because I played in the post for a good chunk of my childhood and obviously I had to branch things out that, you know, but KG somebody that I feel like he's a guy that you really see a lot of influence of him in terms of guys like Cat. I know Cat's not really defensively where he should be in terms of his mobility, but he's a guy that a lot of people have seen that type of potential in. Like, um, guys like Kristaps Przingis, excuse me, getting tongue-tied there, but it's definitely something that, we definitely see in today's game, so we can't overlook that. But going on to my uh, earlier point, in terms of big men being mentioned in the GOAT conversation, Tim Duncan to me, a lot of people I know, I'm not trying to bash Kobe's legacy. I'm not trying to hate. I know a lot of people may say, hey, man, Kobe's clearly the best player in that generation. But you kind of look at it, man. Tim Duncan had a lot of influence on the game itself, man. He, I know it, you definitely look at guards' numbers, guards' tend to have higher scoring averages depending on which era was in. Obviously, if you look at the PPG uh, points per game, historically, you see a lot of big men in terms of the top, what, 15 in terms of um, their influence on just total scoring itself, which makes guys like Kobe, MJ, and LeBron, I know they play different styles of basketball, but they're primarily perimeter players. So it's a it's very, very uh, respected in terms of them being at the top of the tier in terms of scoring. Cause if you look at the list, there's a lot of big men who were in that uh, top half of that scoring list, which shows one, their efficiency and two um, their impact on the game. But Tim Duncan to me is somebody that yes, he's the greatest power forward of all time, but you can't overlook his impact on the two thousands. He won what four championships during that time did not lose in the final um, average 24 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, five blocks. Like thinking about those numbers during the old three finals, 
and I kind of brought that up on my uh, story in terms of asking people, is this a top three performance during the finals? And I, I had about uh, 86% of people said yes, which I think it's, if obviously if you take one um, performance from each person from that generation, I think obviously Shaq arguably could have all three of them based on his numbers. Uh, but if, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be the Indiana series in terms of his influence, um, in terms of just being a dominant force. And obviously that was Kobe's coming out party where we saw that, hey, this guy's legit. But Tim Duncan to me is a guy that a lot of people tend to overlook because his numbers, he has, he averages about 19-11. And I know a lot of people said, well, he was on load management pretty much with San Antonio and they didn't really impact his minutes. His game was boring. but. I think we tend to overlook the impact of the, the big man itself. And Tim Duncan, to me, was the epitome in terms of having the most perfect career in terms of superstars. Him and maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, probably two guys that, as I've said, could be in the greatest of all time conversation, whether they're in your top 15 or whatever the case is, that's up to you. But those two guys, I think, to me, are the two most perfect superstars in terms of one, Yes, they didn't. They didn't really have personalities. I know Kareem reading up on him, he was very uh, introverted, uh, very to himself. Like to read, Tim Duncan was a guy who was a swimmer, and of course, because of a hurricane tearing down everything, he had to uh, pretty much find another outlet. And he chose basketball, and he, you know, he made the right choice. But I think Tim Duncan's influence on the game. I think a lot of people tend to overlook how his style of play is very fundamental. But he gave a lot of problems to those LA teams, especially during that 03 uh, playoff run. You tend to you tend to overlook that, but he was a guy that had such an influence on that series that he outplayed Shaq and Kobe, and that was the same year that Kobe had that forty point streak. So to say that and tell me, hey man, Tim Duncan's not in the conversation, that's definitely not true, man. I think we, whether you think Tim Duncan is better than Kobe, that's up to you. But I definitely say that the argument is closer. I think Kobe definitely had the greater peak, had more talent. The better player, but in terms of the better career as a whole, I definitely say that Tim Duncan is that guy. A lot of it is circumstantial, but hey, man, uh, not everybody can have what San Antonio had. But at the same time, we can't overlook that in terms of the impact of that on his legacy. But that's my take on this class, man. I think this is the most star-studded class, as Jay Billis said. I think it's the greatest ever. You look at the impact on both ends from both guys. Guys were, what, almost 50 um, all-NBA uh defensive selection. So that goes to tell you how these guys committed to both ends of the floor. And um, that that's my take on it. But let me know what you guys think. Is this the greatest class ever? Who is the greatest player of the, two, of the 2000s uh, decade? That's the 2000 year, 2000 to 2009. I know some people may look at it in terms of me talking about 20 years. No, I'm talking about the 2000 strictly. So that's my take on this class. Hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy practicing proper hygiene, uh, you know, social distancing, quarantining, whatever you got to do. Please stay safe. We'll get through this together, as I've said before. Take care, people. That's all, folks.